0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today, on your screen before you, you see Epic Games' own rendition of Steve Jobs called, I think, Terrible Tart or something along those lines. And if you don't know anything about why you are looking at a rendition in Fortnite of Steve Jobs, then, well, I've got the playlist for you. I highly recommend checking out our Epic vs. Everyone Playlist. But to make a long story short, a couple of weeks ago, maybe just over a week ago at this point in time, Epic decided to challenge the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store by putting in Fortnite an ability for players to directly pay Epic rather than to go through either of those two storefronts on their respective operating systems. When Fortnite was then removed from those operating systems, they filed federal antitrust, restraint of trade, monopolization lawsuits against Fortnite. Both Apple and Google. After they filed those lawsuits, they then moved to weaponize their fan base in Fortnite with messages like the one you see before you. This is a thumbnail from a video I did as part of this series, in which Epic Games established that they had defied the App Store monopoly. And in retaliation, Apple was blocking Fortnite. Join the fight, they said, as a call to action to their Fortnite fans to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. And in that video, I had a number of thoughts about essentially how unethical this whole practice was to manipulate your user base in this particular fashion, to enjoin them to enter into a fight that you haven't explained, that there is a lot of nuance to, even if you wind up agreeing with Epic at the end of the day. And then today, well, a few things happened. Oh, I don't know where that picture came from. Pardon me. Join the battle and play in the free Fortnite Cup on August 23rd. By the fortnite team these are the final days of the entire fortnite community's ability to play together apple has blocked fortnite from the app store preventing players from updating to new versions players on ios devices will be left behind on chapter 2 season 3 while everyone else jumps into the chapter 2 season 4 launch on august 27th so This is the framing that they used in their 1984 ad in large swaths of their lawsuit and their request for temporary restraining order, which we have covered in virtual legality in this space. But it still bears mentioning that Fortnite could be restored on the Apple iOS today if they just removed the direct payment option on their application in the mobile store on Apple, as well as the direct payment option in the mobile store on on the Google Play side of things. And they don't want to do that. Now understand from a legal perspective, they aren't asking for damages. They have asked the court essentially just to enjoin Apple and Google from having these terms and conditions in their contract, specifically the 30% split that Apple and Google respectively receive in the sales of apps and in-app purchases on their storefronts and apple and google say hey you aren't allowed to go and have a different payment option this is the agreement this is how you get access to our store and our market and our fan base and i know a number of you are very passionate about these kinds of questions and, and i have said in this space that i don't think that epic has a very strong case against apple and google and that they signed the contract there's very limited evidence if any that apple or google are exerting any kind of monopolistic pressure that the 30 percent cut for both in-app purchases and apps in general mirrors that of digital storefronts across industries across spectrums playstation xbox pc everywhere else and so i think their case is a weak one but even if you agree with that case It bears mentioning that they didn't need to do it this way, that they don't need a breach of the contract. They could go and they could sue for antitrust and restraint of trade and claim either damages or ask for an injunction without first breaching their contract. They could just say, hey, this shouldn't be the way things are. We want to put this into place and now we should be allowed to do so. Instead, what they have done is they have intentionally violated the rules and are now complaining about it and worse They're actually essentially having a party about it, saying, hey, Apple is stopping you from playing our game, even though we could restore it on Apple tomorrow and continue to make the $700 million in two years that we have made through the sales on the iOS already. But we don't want to do that because we want to use Fortnite as a hostage. Continuing, they say, celebrate the quest for one more victory royale with friends across all platforms, italicized, highlighted, in the Hashtag Free Fortnite Cup this Sunday, August twenty-third. Drop in for an opportunity to win more prizes than ever before, including the new Tart Tycoon outfit, gaming hardware, and exclusive apparel. Sorry, it's Tart Tycoon and not Terrible Tart or whatever I said. To begin with. This is their marketing. This is their picture. Free Fortnite cup. You can see the little free Fortnite with the Apple colorization on the llama logo to once again, connect their issues with Apple. One of the really interesting things about all this is maybe they weren't anticipating that Google and Android would do the very same thing that Apple would do. I don't know why, but this is all directed specifically at Apple. And that'll create some interesting ripples in the federal lawsuits anyway, because you can see that they have a much harder time claiming an affront, righteous indignation for how Google and Android operate their operating system because Fortnite is still available on that system, which is acknowledged in this very document, as we will see. If you're left behind on iOS after the Chapter 2 Season 4 launch, the party continues on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, Mac, GeForce Now, and through both the Epic Games app at epicgames.com and the Samsung Galaxy Store, join the fight against at App Store on social with free Fortnite. Again, this join the fight language. We're not telling you exactly what's going on. All we are telling you is that Apple took Fortnite off the service. We're not giving you any additional context. Bad Apple. You want to play Fortnite on their phone and you can't. And hey, it's propaganda. I know that. People come into the comments and say, Rick, you don't understand how promotional campaigns against companies work. I do understand. I understand what Epic is trying to achieve here. Personally, I think it has every chance to bounce back on them in a negative way because it is so legal terminology here. Icky, right? Not telling the kids that are playing your game exactly what's going on, asking them to join the fight on Twitter against the at app store, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All while simultaneously, by the way, talking about PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, which we'll get to in just a second. This all suggests a leverage play. Right. Ordinarily, you would see this kind of concept when one party or the other thinks they have significant leverage over the other party. So Epic Games is presenting here like they have pocket aces in Texas Hold'em, that they have all this leverage over Apple so that they can deliberately violate the rules. They can crash the car and then complain when mom and dad take the car away because they crashed it. And that's what Epic is doing right now. And at the same time, They want to hold a party saying, down with the man. How could they do that just because we crashed that car? All the while, with Apple looking at the $300 million they made over two years from this, $150 million a year, and thinking to themselves, man, we have $2 trillion in market capitalization. Epic, you don't have the leverage that you think you do, and yet you present as if you did. It's a very odd kind of set of affairs. Now, it's worth noting... That, as they say, the party continues on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Pay careful attention to the actual prizes that they're putting out as part of this process because that is interesting in and of itself. So they say, all of your friends, awesome prizes, and one bad apple. We're dropping the free Fortnite cup. Now, before we get into the details, one thing that people have asked me, and I want to comment on this, is does any of this affect the lawsuit? Does the fact that they had a 1984 ad ready to go, does that affect the lawsuit in any tangible way? No, not generally. The law is going to be the law and you aren't going to win or lose your Sherman antitrust action federally filed with a bright and expensive law firm. You're not going to win or lose that just because you decided to make a marketing show of it, but you might well get that fact commented on in the response or the potential counterclaim from Apple or Google. And you might further get that commented on by a judge who's looking at this and looking at the circus performance that you are putting on and saying, stop that. This is a federal lawsuit. This is a serious matter now. This isn't the kind of thing where you have a marketing campaign associated with it. And you might get chastised by the judge. But any good judge, any judge worth their salt isn't going to judge this kind of thing specifically on oh, you guys ran a marketing campaign that was maybe uncouth and and maybe a little bit uh, brazen against your opponent. That's not going to change the legal standpoint. What it will change, however, is the other party's disposition towards you, right? When you look at something like this, when you look at them now— essentially incentivizing you with an outfit that makes fun of essentially their biggest leader in the company's history in Steve Jobs at Apple and you put all this out there and you say free Fortnite and you use words like we are defying and they retaliated and you need to hate them they're one bad apple well regardless of the actual context of your legal claims one thing that happens is that the individuals at Apple are less inclined to take your phone call, are less inclined to believe in the good faith that you might have when you're negotiating a contract with you, with them. They are less inclined to work with you. That's one of the reasons why one of the videos in this series was talking about the fact that Epic is trying to force Apple to support them because Apple has said, you breached our terms and conditions. We don't want to offer our engineering services. We don't want to offer our software kits. And Epic has tried to not just use Fortnite as a hostage, but also the Unreal Engine and Epic's inability to support that Unreal Engine on iOS if Apple takes all the software kits and engineering support away. But at the end of the day, Epic is creating this tumult, all of this storminess, this thunder and lightning, and Apple doesn't wanna be a part of that. And a lot of the times, even when companies disagree, when they have a very passionate argument about whether or not something is right or wrong, whether there's an antitrust case, you don't go to this level because at the end of the day, your client, if you're a lawyer, or your company, if you're the CEO, is trying to achieve its maximally best outcome. And Epic is not behaving like that is what they are trying to achieve. Because if they were, they would be trying to figure out how to get Apple to where they need them to be, potentially for all developers, like they claim in their lawsuit, but more likely just for Epic Games. They aren't trying to do that. They're trying to ostracize. They are trying to put Apple in a corner and have their entire fan base make fun of them, say they're a bad Apple, do all these kinds of things. And what it is most likely to do is prevent a settlement from occurring. I have talked at length in virtual legality and the quotes that I've given to various journalistic outlets that settlement is by far the most common solution to a potential dispute, even before litigation happens. But once litigation has been filed, You still have a lot of exit ramps, and more often than not, you aren't coming to a final judicial determination. You are settling somewhere before there, because as you get closer and closer to that determination, it becomes more obvious which side has the stronger case of it, and it becomes more obvious that you don't need to pay your lawyers to take you all the way to the finish line, and you don't necessarily want something to go public or to set a precedent for your future circumstances. So parties come together, and they settle almost everything, except... Right now, where you might have a situation where Apple and Epic could talk this out, where Epic could wind things back and put Fortnite back on the store, they have escalated the situation, right? This is like when you've got your teenager or your 10-year-old or your 6-year-old that you want to help if you are Apple, you want to be in business with them. You want to make money having Fortnite on your store. And they throw a tantrum in a fashion where you say, I can't help you. I don't want to help you at this point in time. And now we're going to have a period of cooling off because we aren't willing to talk to one another. And Epic knows that. Epic isn't dumb. Epic isn't represented by bad counsel. I see that in my comments all the time. Oh, their lawyers must be terrible. No, their lawyers are fantastic. Cravath is a fantastic law firm. I've negotiated with them In the past, they do their jobs well, but they can only do what their client asks them to do. And so in this particular circumstance, Epic is trying to stir the pot. They are trying to make Apple mad. And as they do that, settlement goes further and further away. And the problem, if you love Fortnite and you love to play it on the iOS, I've never played it on my Apple, to be honest with you. If you love those two things, is that as settlement goes further and further away, so does Fortnite. Because even in this particular case, an antitrust lawsuit is likely to take years. These are the kinds of things that if you don't get them settled, if they don't get kicked out of court, which this one might, depending on what kind of uh, counterclaim and response Apple and Google bring, if those things don't happen, then these kinds of claims go on and on and on and on. And that's one of the reasons that Epic has filed for a temporary restraining order. They've asked for one Because they don't want to have Fortnite not available on the iOS. They want to be able to get the tools and the engineering support from Apple. And Apple doesn't want to give them to them. So that's one of the early fights that will happen. And we will probably do a video whenever that is actually determined by the court in this particular question. Continuing on with this, one of the things to note is the merchandising aspect, right? App Ealing outfit, swag, and heart hardware. Participating in the free Fortnite Cup on Sunday gives you an opportunity to win a ton of sweet prizes. Here's the rundown everyone that gets 10 points is gonna get this guy. So, that's gonna be most people participating. And then we're also gonna give away 20,000 actual hats. Now, if you could see full res on this, this actually looks like a mock up of taking their free Fortnite logo which uses the the think different Apple kind of concept and puts it on uh, a hat. This isn't the final, I wouldn't guess. This just looks to be like somebody put the image of the free Fortnite logo that they had developed and put it on a picture of a hat. But they want to get these hats out there. They want to market this entire endeavor. They want this to be a major thing. They want to take their federal lawsuit and make Fortnite somehow more popular by essentially establishing it as a kind of rebellion interface. Now, this might appeal to certain folks that are just anti-authoritarian, maybe teenagers and other folks, and, and that might be the entirety of the plan here. A number of people have asked, what is Epic trying to do? I think one thing they're trying to do is get out of in-app purchases in the 30% and to try to use certain monopolistic language to to get a court to agree with them on that point. I I don't think they're likely to succeed, but never say never. They have a non-zero chance of that. So maybe that's why they brought the suit. Maybe they brought the suit just so that they could look like the bad boys of live service games. That maybe they were seeing something internally that Fortnite was having an issue with maintenance of their customer base, or they were getting challenged by Epic Legends or uh, Hyperscape or anything else, Rocket Arena. Enjoy that game. Check it out. And, And they wanted to help stir the pot in order to get people on board. And if they can position Epic as the rebellious teenagers of video games fighting against mom and dad, Apple and Google, then they might be able to foment more business. When you see the 1984 ads, when you see the free Fortnite tournament, when you see them getting hats out there, when you see them putting out Steve Jobs' Apple outfits, that's what I tend to believe. I tend to believe that this is a marketing stunt of a kind. And yeah, the federal lawsuit's gonna cost them some money, but not any more money than taking out a Super Bowl ad would have. And so this is a way to market Fortnite and position them in a way that video game companies and products aren't usually positioned as, as something other, something rebellious, something that you can get behind because you hate the man, the punk rock of video games. Now, I personally don't think the Fortnite product lends itself to that treatment, but Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, certainly wants to have that treatment for himself. And so it becomes an interesting question. Now, I said I'd get back to the game console question, and I will. Additionally, we're giving away 1,200 pieces of gaming hardware, phones, consoles, and PCs. Just because you can't play on iOS doesn't mean there aren't other awesome places to play Fortnite. Be one of the top 1,200 Apple Eaters globally to win one of these prizes. Apple Eaters, pretty good PR, huh? An Alienware gaming laptop, a Samsung Galaxy Tab S7, a OnePlus 8, a PlayStation 4 Pro, an Xbox One X, and a Nintendo Switch. Now, a couple of interesting things to note here, right? So the Samsung Galaxy and I think the OnePlus 8, they they run Android. Uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro, the Xbox One X, and the Nintendo Switch are all walled gardens for apps and in-app purchases. And one of the things that we pointed out when we were discussing their claims in this case is that there is nothing to differentiate what they want to do to the iPhone in particular from how the PlayStation operates, or the Xbox, or the Nintendo eShop. As we see here, the suit was brought by Epic to end Apple's unfair and anti-competitive actions that Apple undertakes to unlawfully maintain its monopoly in two distinct multi-billion dollar markets. The iOS app distribution market and the in-app payment processing market. And we see here that they define it as... The market is comprised of all of the channels through which apps may be distributed to iOS device users. Now a number of people have come in and said, well, in the respective gaming consoles, you can buy things from the Walmart. You can buy things from the Target. Indeed, you can. Certain things, but not everything. In fact, PlayStation, and I think Xbox probably as well, and and certainly Nintendo, have sites that say, what are the things that you can only get digitally? These are the things that you can only buy on the PlayStation through the PlayStation network by going through their 30% cut and their in-app purchases cut and everything else. And so when you get into these kinds of situations, yeah, you have gift cards. You have things that you can buy in a gift card kind of scenario, but that's the same in iTunes in the App Store for Apple that you wind up with arguments that Epic is making that they think are good ones against this particular company that they hate or that they want to market themselves against that can apply to really everyone that they otherwise want to be a partner with, including the PlayStation, where Sony has an investment in Epic, including Xbox, including Nintendo. And if you go on Tim Sweeney's Twitter and he talks about these kinds of things way more than he should for a pending litigation, you see that he tries to say that consoles are different because console makers invest a lot in research and development in creation of their consoles. As if Apple doesn't do that, that Apple doesn't create hardware, doesn't create the market, doesn't deserve to have the walled garden that they have built, but that Sony does as an investor, that Microsoft does, that Nintendo does. And from a legal perspective, if Epic's theory of the case were to hold out, these are the kinds of things that would be a problem. Furthermore, you've got a couple of Android phones here and you have specific reference to the fact that you can still play Fortnite on your Android device. Android players, you can still play Fortnite on your device, says number three here on this very page. And yet in their lawsuit against Google, they say they want to bring a claim against Google for their unlawful monopolization of the market for the distribution of mobile apps to Android users. And we covered this all in this series. We talked about how this lawsuit operates and what the actual claim is. Epic wants to say that it's just too hard to do this. Please visit this link on your Android phone to learn how. It's easy and only takes a few minutes. It's easy and only takes a few minutes. And yet your entire federal lawsuit that you paid tens of thousands of dollars to file against Google makes the claim that it is not easy, that it does not take a few minutes, And more damningly, that because it's not easy, you lose out on those sweet, sweet microtransactions because you're only able to grab people if they're in the heat of the moment and you can sell them a dollar microtransaction right there. And if they have to think about it for 30 seconds, you lose that sale. This is the Epic case. And so unfortunately, at the end of the day here, you've got Epic getting ickier and ickier. Again, remember that official legal term. Please bring that up later on in my comments. And you've got a situation where Epic is trying to manipulate its fan base. Maybe you think that's fine because you agree with Epic at the end of the day. I don't mind you disagreeing with me on legal philosophy. Maybe you think their Sherman Act claim is strong. That is your right to do so. I really do think all reasonably minded people should think this kind of thing is wrong. The manipulation of the marketing of a federal antitrust lawsuit, right or wrong, intentionally breaching the contract. So, that you can hold hostage Fortnite, potentially the Unreal Engine, make a lot of third party developers miserable having to deal with Apple and Epic at the same time, to take what you believe is a leverage position and exert it, not against Apple, who doesn't care. They're worth $2 trillion. But against your innocent bystanders, the people that support you, that have bought your outfits, that have played Fortnite, that want to continue playing Fortnite, that want to use the Unreal Engine, that have supported your licensing terms and your company, that you would use all these people as hostages for what amounts to a fairly quixotic quest against a giant multinational big tech company who, when it comes down to it, I think has a lot of bad terms but shouldn't be fighting a federal antitrust lawsuit solely that you can merchandise your Fortnite product. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this episode, these are the kinds of things that we talk about all the time in this space. Most recently, we just talked about whether 505 Games was perhaps blowing a little smoke by suggesting that they couldn't upgrade their Control Ultimate Edition for next-generation consoles. And we talked about the fact that Vampire Bloodlines 2 Cut off their creative leads not three months before the game was supposed to release. So some interesting stuff there. We've also talked a lot about this Epic Games continuing struggle against Apple and Google for righteousness and the sanctity of the family and everything else. So if you're interested in any of those topics, please like, share, subscribe, ring bells. Tell folks that we are here. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode.